This is episode 65, dealing with challenges in relationships with Andrew. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love having you here. Just a couple quick announcements before I dive into talking about love and relationships. So first thing is my inner circle is open and basically this is a membership community where you have access to a lot, including coaching calls with me, customized guided meditations and visualizations, and embodiment practice, tips for all kinds of lifestyle tips, beauty, health, wellness. You kind of get a behind the scenes look into all of my life hacks, connection with a like-minded community, and I'm just adding more to it each month. So go ahead and go to christinehassler.com slash inner circle and check it out there. And the cool thing about a membership community is you can join at any time. It's not linear, so you don't have to worry about being behind, even though the content's different every month. And you can cancel at any time. And really, this is about moving forward in your life. And this is about shifting your energy and keeping you consistent with your personal growth and giving you momentum. Because if there's anything I've learned in my own personal growth, it's that being in a tribe of like-minded people and consistently being connected to some kind of guide or some kind of teacher, some kind of content that keeps me connected to the awareness and integration of everything I'm moving towards is so important. Our evolution and the development of our consciousness is sort of like keeping our body in condition. You know, we can't expect to go to the gym for six weeks and then never go again and expect to maintain the results we got when we were going those six weeks. So again, check it out, christinehauser.com slash inner circle. The other piece of news is that it looks like I may be going back to Australia, and I'm looking at putting together a couple things. One, a mastermind and really a training for people who want to either transition in a career or take their career to the next level. So this is perfect for life coaches, health coaches, any small business owners, anyone who really wants to make a change and answer a call to serve a more aligned purpose. And the thing about my masterminds and trainings is that it's really about inside and outside work. So we'll be looking at a lot of the reasons you're getting in your own way and dealing with the fear that can come up when we go into building a business or wanting to take our business to the next level. And we're also going to look at a lot of strategic things that you can do to grow your business. So if you're interested in that, please send an email to jill at christinehassler.com. I also will be doing half-day and full-day intensives and sessions again. I most likely will be in the Sydney area, but I'm open to going to other big cities there if there's a lot of desire for it. So please, please email Jill ASAP and let us know because I'm starting to plan that trip now and I really want to be able to serve all my friends and listeners over in Australia. Maybe some of you from New Zealand can come in. It'd be great to connect with you. Okay, so my coaching session with our caller today involves issues in his marriage. So I want to speak a little bit about love, especially when it comes to romantic relationships. Some of the common beliefs that are often big misunderstandings when it comes to love and romance are the success of a relationship is based on the time it lasts. So if there's a breakup or divorce, the relationship is a failure. 
If you love someone, you must love them unconditionally and stay with them no matter what, better or worse. And the purpose of a romantic relationship is to find, quote unquote, the one who completes you. All right, so there are a lot more rather limiting beliefs I could go through when it comes to love and romance, but we'll start with those so I can bust them. First, the success of a relationship is not based on the length of time, but rather on the extent of growth. This also brings me to busting the myth about the purpose of relationship being to find the one as well. Relationships are mirrors. There are ways for us to learn and grow because one of the main ways our issues are triggered are in romantic relationships. We often attract people based on lessons we are learning and things we're healing from our past, particularly our childhood. Everyone you have a relationship with is a soulmate because your soul has learned lessons from being in that relationship. And the lessons don't necessarily have to be difficult. Often someone comes in to share a profound connection with us that opens our heart, our creativity, or our sexuality, but they may not be a lifetime or forever partner. So judging a relationship based on longevity and thinking that there's only one out there for you is missing the opportunity to really value what you learned from all your relationships. Even if the relationship was a dysfunctional disaster or you got your heart broken, it's still a success if you learned and healed something and you're not repeating dysfunctional patterns moving forward. Next, let's talk about the idea of unconditional love and staying with someone no matter what in the name of love. It's important to remember the connection between truth and love when it comes to relationship. It's possible to love someone and honor that the truth is it may not be in your highest good to be in relationship with him or her. Often a relationship needs to end even if you still love the person. Sometimes the other person is not ready for the level of intimacy or growth we're committed to, or they're unwilling to heal an act of addiction, or they're abusive in some way. Sometimes relationships just have what I call expiration dates. And love without truth can keep us in relationships long past their expiration dates. One of my favorite books about relationship is called An Uncommon Bond by Jeff Brown. It's a beautiful story that also teaches us a lot, and I want to read a passage from his book. He writes, I've heard so many theories on the question of whether we are complete on our own or only complete if we are with another. Because of all the pressure to be partnered, so many people walk around feeling badly if they're on their own, and many others stay where they don't belong for fear that they will be seen as a failure outside of relationship. All this misses the point. What is most important is that each of us lives a life that is true to path, whatever that means to us. For some, their sacred purpose is inextricably linked to love relationship. It is there that they excavate their deepest meaning. Yet others are called in a different direction and find their purpose in their creative life, in their work, in their individual spiritual practice. Everyone's soul scriptures are unique to their own journey. The important thing in life is not whether we find the one, but whether we find the path. This brings me to my coaching session with Andrew, who's in a challenging crossroads in his own marriage. I think you'll really get a lot of value from Andrew's honesty and vulnerability in this call, no matter what your relationship status is. As you're listening, consider, what soul lessons are you currently learning from your own relationship or relationship status? Are you making your own relationship with yourself and your higher power a priority? Are any of your relationships, romantic or otherwise, at a point where you're growing in a different direction from each other? Do you ever wonder if being there for someone else in a supportive way is putting your own needs at risk? And what is the difference between having a spiritual orientation to your relationship and doing a spiritual bypass and becoming a bit of a doormat? 
Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Andrew. And before we go into the call, just a reminder that Audible is giving listeners of Over It and On With It a free trial. You can go in and download some audiobooks, which is awesome. Just go to audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it. And that link is in the show notes at christinehassler.com slash podcast. Hello, Andrew. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, I've been married for four years and I've been together with my wife for seven and we have two beautiful children together and there's just been a lot of trials and tribulations over the past few years and things just seem to be getting worse and worse to the point where I didn't know if I were to stay or go with the kids and what would be better and and then yesterday um, God smacked me in the face so to speak and we found out that my wife has a rare form of thyroid cancer that mm. um, is going to be something to really take care of. And it kind of lets me know that I can't leave and I have to stay. But now my question is spirituality and how do I, with all the bad negative things that have been happening with us over the past few years and the fact that I really love her with all my heart and want to, have the best for her and, and, and our children, how do I cope with this? And mm-hmm. it just seems to hit me like a ton of bricks since yesterday. Especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're still in the shock of it. So I just really want to honor that. I imagine there's a lot of different thoughts and feelings coming up around this, everything from fear to confusion, to anger, to sadness. So I just really want to yeah. just presence that. Uh, and just kind of go back for a moment before you got this diagnosis. You said things were were pretty bad. What was what was bad? Just you know, arguing back and forth, and you know, obviously, as it may be with a lot of other married couples, it's financial. Um, it's also just habits that we've both had that have been coming to a head and neither of us could take each other's stuff anymore. Um, So I've kind of come to that. And now I understand that a lot of her emotional and hormonal issues have come from the thyroid. I mean, I knew it was an issue beforehand, but now it's, it's become much more serious and I have much more of an understanding towards it. So that's why I've been kind of aiming at more of the spiritual side, even before this, even kind of listening to the from that you've had before about spirituality and things like that and that is a missing link and all of a sudden within the past two to three months I've been feeling it kind of call me and I've never had this feeling before and then when this happened yesterday it's like okay I need to really become spiritual and I need to be the best husband that I could be regardless of what's happening with us. Which is amazing. I love that you're having this insight and I really hear your intention. And I just, before I answer that, I just need a little more information. So how open is your wife to, because there's there's different ways to react to a diagnosis. Some people really go into victim and expect the people around them to adjust and cater to them. And some people really take responsibility and and ask for help and support, but also 
don't go into victim and really go into what am I learning and how can I heal and how can I take responsibility for this and how can I make this as graceful as possible on me and the people that I love. So which of those is your wife more in? Without a doubt, the first one. Um, I really, and that's another thing with my kind of finding, I realized that she really hasn't been asking those questions and has really been kind of stewing in a negative cycle for quite a while. And like we know, I, I know that it might be the thyroid and, and it, it's just a lot of her past too because she has dealt with a lot of uh, families transitioning to the other side just really quickly. Her, our daughter was born three months before her mother passed. Oh, wow. From yeah. cancer. So it cancers is... It's a big thing around here. So, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that she, I don't really think she's kind of come to grips with either. So mm-hmm. it's definitely her expecting everybody to kind of be on the same page and know what she has going on, which has kind of led her to be negative when she doesn't get it. Right. So, you know, this is this is a tough situation, Andrew, because I really hear how much you love her. I really hear your perspective on this. And I don't hear you going into blame. I hear you giving me information, but I don't hear a lot of blame. And that's really admirable. And I really want to acknowledge you for that. It just already shows your spiritual maturity. And from my point of view, spirituality isn't accepting and and tolerating people treating us however they want to treat us. It's not just about taking the high road and getting less than we deserve in relationship. And so there's a fine line between spirituality in terms of love and truth and spiritual bypass, meaning we're saying we take the high road, but all the while we're not tending to our own needs. Is this making sense so far? Yes. Okay. So with your wife, who's you know doing the best she can with what she has, it sounds to me like some kind of therapy, counseling, some kind of support system is going to be absolutely necessary for her to deal not only with the thyroid cancer diagnosis, which is huge, but also with all the other stuff that's coming up. And it sounds to me like you're putting the expectation on yourself to be husband, father, therapist, best friend, all these things to your wife, spiritual counselor. And that's a lot to put on yourself, Andrew. Yeah. So my question for you is, would she be open to seeing a counselor, to working with a therapist, to maybe going to couples counseling with you, talking about how you can deal with some of these things so that you don't end up carrying the weight of all of these things on top of you? Yeah, well, I mean, we've we've done it before. Around May, a big event happened that would kind of pretty much open up a whole other can of, of worms as far as insight to where this relationship has happened i you know as any jealous husband would do you look at their spouse's phone and i ended up seeing that she was talking to somebody for quite a while and it wasn't it it was more of an emotional affair that i found her with so that kind of led us to go down the counseling hole and and talking about our issues then and it, it did work um but I I was more happy with her doing her own um, because I knew that she needed help, but she kind of just stopped. And 
things weren't mentioned again as far as counseling. And then coincidentally, that's around the time where things started heading south again. So you're definitely right. I mean, that's, that's definitely one thing that has helped us out. I mean, we've had a, the, the therapist that we were seeing, she was very nice and helped us out a lot. And that definitely would be something that I hope now she would be ready to do again, because for a while it just seemed like she just called it quits over the past couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like there's so much that she's been through and without the tools, she's kind of going into shutdown and victim, which is, yeah. which is what happens sometimes. And what I want to say to you, Andrew, is you can't save her and it's not your responsibility. What you can do, and this comes back to your question about spirituality, is really, you know, nurturing your relationship with a higher power, whatever that is, and we're going to come back to that, but really, in a lot of ways, giving her to God. I'm using the word God, insert whatever word works for you, Mm -hmm. and really praying and meditating and asking, you know, what is for the highest good? What is for the highest good of, of everyone here? Because if you go into hero mode, which a lot of men do, it seems admirable, but sometimes it isn't the best thing to do for you or for her, right? Because it would be amazing for her. You know, I I don't know too many people who've healed themselves from cancer when they're in victim mentality. You know, it'd be, it'd be better, it'd be better for her in the long run to, to deal with some of this stuff and to look at her wounds and to work with a counselor rather than kind of going into victim and expecting everyone to kind of cater to her. So I'm not saying leave. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying right now to be mindful of being present for her, loving her, reassuring her to the best of your ability, but also not tolerating, you know, just because someone has cancer doesn't give them a hall pass to treat you like crap. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree. What do you think she's most scared of? Well, I mean, right now, as of yesterday, she's been more scared of the surgery. Um, But before that, I think... She was more afraid of fear of the unknown. You know, we kind of, through all this argument and this trial and tribulations, we set ourselves a date for January 1st. And if things don't go well and if things, if we don't come to a peaceful and we don't get back together, that's when we would both separate. And like I said, since yesterday, I think, that idea has kind of been halted and we kind of all need just to stick together. But yeah, fear of the unknown, I think would be her fear. I mean, that's really mine too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I really get that. And when's the last time that you've just walked up to her um, and, you know, said, come here, baby, and just given her like a huge long hug without saying anything? Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, um, as, as soon like I, as soon as she told me, because I was at work, okay. and as soon as she called me, uh, I it was just nearing five o'clock. I would get off in a half hour. I just booked it home, and I just waited for her to come back from her appointment and picking up our kids from a babysitter. And I just 
that's exactly what I did. I just gave her a huge hug. And, and I think that was a great moment. And yeah. I think that was a moment that, you know, really for the rest of the night kind of set the tone. And even today, I mean, obviously you don't want to have arguments when you hear something like that happening. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everything has been fine after, you know, that long, long moment. But before then, I mean, even yesterday, there was bickering going on all the way up until she was in the, she was in the doctor getting her when they were telling her what was going on. Yeah. And a lot of times it does take a big, as I call them, expectation hangover like this to get a perspective check. So it yeah. sounds like this isn't the time to make any kind of decisions. It sounds like this is the time to to also be mindful of of patterns you may be setting up, you know, not going into just taking it because she's sick, right? You don't want to go into that kind of savior martyr mode. And also to deepen into your own faith and your own connection with a higher power. So I said we'd come back to this. What is your spiritual practice, spiritual relationship like right now? Well, um, within the past two months, you know, things got really, really bad. And one day I just went over to the bathroom and, and, and took a shower and I just kneeled down and I just bursted out and broke down and, you know, talked to God, who I use the word God, but, you know, just like you said, you could insert whatever. And um, I just asked to have my, to, to have some assistance and to really give myself up to God. And, you know, since then I've, I've heard, I remember you were talking about in a previous podcast that once that happens, you start to get hints Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I found out about you and I was talking about, I was talking to my friend about this and he says, Oh, I have a, I have a conference call with a life coach every Tuesdays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. Hop on in with me. So I've been getting those hints and it's been leading me to believe that I am on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been increasing ever since I've given myself up. You know, I've, you know, last night after I found out too, I once again kneeled down and asked them to bring angels or, you know, help over just to help mm. me out through the situation. Um, so that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Mm. Well, it sounds like you're definitely being guided and definitely being led. And I would, you know, consider adding to your prayer um, and your conversations with God, you know, what is for the highest good? Help me stay in love. Help me stay in truth. Help me stay in self-honoring choices. And really, and really, you know, sometimes in my spiritual practice, if there's someone that I'm worried about or thinking a lot about, I'll imagine them kind of like in a, in a bubble, like in a golden light bubble. And I'll imagine like cutting cords between me and that person. So I don't take on the responsibility and like seeing them kind of drift back into, um, into God or into spirit. And so it helps me in my meditations, remind myself that it's my job to love, to be in truth, to honor the people that I love and care about, but that I'm not their God. And it's not my job to save them. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's something that's pretty hard for me, especially when I find out something about this, because yeah, my profession is with health and yeah. something like cancer and things like that have been a, a really big interest in me. And, 
you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of, once again, bringing everything full circle. Well, and the, th- the thing is you can support and give her tips and all of that, but she has to be a willing participant. That's the thing. Yes. Yes. And you know, that has been the biggest issue that I've seen over the past few months is that I really don't, I haven't seen that she has been a willing participant. I mean, I got her, pulled some teeth and ended up getting her to see a Tony Robbins video. Mm. And, you know, that kind of helped her out for a day or two. And then she went right back down to, you know, what we've been going through. I shouldn't just say her. It's been both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe an idea would be to let this settle for a couple of days and then maybe write her a letter that you'd actually give to her. Um, or maybe it was you'd write it and then you read it to her out loud. Sometimes when we write things, it's just, it helps us organize our thoughts and really say what we need to say. And maybe yeah. in that letter, it's a couple things, really sharing how you feel about her, how much you love her, how you feel about her being the mother of your children, um, what you see in her in terms of her strengths and her beauty and just what makes her an amazing woman. Also just how you really see and acknowledge what she's been through. And then also maybe just talking a little bit about how you've really been thinking about this diagnosis and sometimes um, miracles come in strange packages and this really has been a wake-up call. You know, you two haven't been happy and sometimes things kind of need to get really bad to get better and that you're committed and you're open to a miracle and to working on the marriage and um, to not just focusing on the cancer, but to, to really working on the relationship, because if that shifts and that's going to help her health, but really putting in the right. request that you can't do it on your own, that you need a willing participant and that she doesn't have to answer you in the moment, but is she willing to A, go to therapy, B, da, 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 C, da, da, give her a couple choices and, and just see, you know, what she's, what she's willing to do. And this doesn't have to be now because obviously you're still dealing with the shock and the feelings of it. Um, but it has to be soon. So I would suggest a hug every day, you know, just really, you know, being in your, your strong masculine presence and just hugging her every day without trying to fix everything. And then this week, take the time to write this and then maybe in a week or so sit down and, and have a heart to heart with her. You, re- using the letter. Okay, that sounds good. And yeah, it would it definitely would be good to just have that heart to heart with her, and maybe even reading that letter to her. Because I mean, I've used I've used that the letter method in the past, um, but you know, once again, you know, unwilling participants, either me mm-hmm. or her, at, at time to time, and it wasn't well received. And I think this time would definitely be well received. Yeah. Yeah. And in situations like this where there's, you know, a background of arguing and, you know, your your issues bumping up against her issues and sometimes a third party is necessary and it just really helps. You know, it's hard for couples to navigate all this on their own. So I really, really highly recommend that. And and once again, like I acknowledge your intuition of going, you know, this is a time for me to deepen in my spiritual practice. I just am being mindful of you not going into that savior mode and doing a, well, the high road and the spiritual thing is just to take it all and tolerate being treated like crap because she's sick. That's, that's not spiritual. That's 
being a doormat and codependent. Yeah. Yeah. You get that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And what, what do you want? Like if this all were to heal in the most ideal way for you, what would that look like? A happy family. I mean, I have, you know, we have a four-year-old daughter and a one-and-a-half-year-old son, and, you know, we're both just at the end of our 20s going into our 30s in 2017, and I feel like there's a lot to live for. Um, I I have come to kind of grips of how life would look like alone and I know that that would be a lesson that would help me out in the future. But I feel that this right here could be a lesson that's unfinished and could possibly not finish until we're both, you know, happily in our old age, you know, with yeah. our kids and seeing everything happen as a happy, functioning family. I never seen that and neither have her, has her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably another thing that, you know, our, our parents were both, you know, having their issues pretty much our entire life. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's something that I don't want to see my kids have. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Well, it sounds like it's time now for, for a heartfelt fight with, for your family. Yeah. And again, looking at, you know, you, you drew her in, right? So she's, she's mirroring to you some of your old issues from your past or your own internal things as well. She's a, she's a spiritual teacher in a lot of ways. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I attribute, I attribute my growth to where I am now to her. I mean, it's something that I mentioned, but I don't mention enough. I mean, she, she got me from a 22 year old, you know, immature guy. And she's, she, she's groomed me to the person that I am now. Um, but I still have tons to learn, but I think it's not her time or not. She's already taught me everything that she can. And now it's up to me to parent myself. And that's where I'm at today. Beautiful. You're so wise. You're so wise. You are so loving um, and I just, I really, really support you. I really, really support you in choosing the high road in terms of truth and love and committing to whatever's for the highest good. And also knowing that, um, you know, for a family relationship to heal, both people have to take 100% responsibility for their 50%. Right. Right. And that's something that I've, I've been telling myself for the last month is I finally come to grips with taking responsibility for my 50%. Yeah. Beautiful. And to have an agreement with your partner that she does too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sending so much light to her and her healing and to you and to your family. And I really, you know, this could be a huge miracle and wake up call for her. You know, this could be the thing that helps her heal her heart and break down her walls and and finally speak her truth. So I'm just holding this, you know, in the highest good for, for both of you. Thank you so much. I really acknowledge Andrew's level of self honesty and responsibility. It was so inspiring to hear him talk about the challenges in his relationship from a vulnerable, not victim-y place. 
One of the first things I want to say is that I have so much compassion for the diagnosis his wife just received. Like I've said in past episodes, none of us really know why expectation hangovers like this occur. That said, I have seen a pattern of diagnoses like this being a huge wake-up call, an opportunity for deep healing and transformation. You know, coaching Andrew was a bit tricky here because, of course, it'd be reasonable to say your wife just got diagnosed with cancer. You have to stay and just be a man and show up. And I was also aware of how he shared that there were a lot of issues in the relationship before this happened. And I know this may sound hard to believe, but sometimes what is truly for the highest good is not always the most obvious or easiest choice. I'm not saying Andrew should leave his wife. I'm not saying there are any shoulds here at all. What I did coach him through was the distinction between having a spiritual perspective and spiritual bypass. Basically, we're back to love and truth. It's clear that he loves his wife and family. And the truth as he shared it is that he's working at having a growth mindset. And up until now, she's had more of a victim mindset. Now, of course, we've only heard his side of the story. However, since I really did not hear any blame or resentment, my sense is that what he shared is likely a fairly accurate description. But of course, again, it's only his side. So that's why my coaching to him was to love her, support her, hold space for her as she and the entire family processes this diagnosis and in time have a very heart to heart with her about how they plan to journey through this expectation hangover together. When there is something like a cancer diagnosis in a marriage or family, it not only affects the person with the diagnosis, it affects everyone. So it does require creating some very clear agreements about how everyone is going to process a situation, communicate with each other, and pursue healing. This brings me back to the conversation of love and truth. It is clear Andrew loves his wife, and the truth is they may be growing at different rates and in different directions. Does that mean the relationship should end? Well, again, I don't believe in shoulds, but what I do know is growing towards similar values is imperative to the longevity of a relationship. Sometimes two people may be growing at different speeds, but as long as they're both headed in the same direction, they're still on the same path. My hope for Andrew and his family is that he and his wife are growing on the same path. He just may be a few steps ahead. Perhaps this diagnosis will be a catalyst for her own personal journey, discovery, and healing on many levels. And remember, Spirituality is not accepting and tolerating people treating us however they want to treat us. It's not about taking the high road no matter what. Love and truth go together. Self-honoring choices are often for the highest good of all, and that is the ultimate high road. And there really are not any situations in life that give you or anyone else a hall pass to treat people like crap. Yes, we have our hard days or go through our hard times when a little extra patience and tolerance is appreciated from our loved ones. However, consistently treating anyone in a non-loving way because you're sick or going through a breakup or stressed out or whatever is not love. So this is a loving nudge to look at how you may be showing up in a relationship and look at how you may be being treated in a relationship. Like I said, we all have our irritable or less than loving moments. I certainly do. But catch yourself and readjust. And if you are being talked to in a harsh or unloving way, you can say, look, I know you're stressed out. I know you've had a hard day. I know you have a lot on your mind. And I really want to hear what you're saying, but I don't appreciate the tone and the energy it's riding on. So can we just take a pause and can you try to speak to me a little differently? And here's my final reminder. We can love, encourage, support, and be an example for people, but we cannot save anyone else. That's really up to them. So some assignments for you. Maybe look back at all your romantic relationships and look at the lessons you've learned. 
How has every single person been a soulmate? Write it down so you can really, really see how much you've learned from your relationship journeys. And nurture your relationship with a higher power, whatever that is. You know, Andrew was really aware that deepening in his connection with his higher power was going to help him through this whole situation. And if it resonates with you, instead of actively trying to save or change someone, pray for them or keep them in your heart when you meditate or light a candle for them every day, just something that's intentional and devotional and really gives them back to God. And if there's a difficult conversation that you need to have or a heart to heart, consider writing it down in a letter and either reading that letter out loud to the person or giving it to them. Sometimes when we try to have more difficult conversations, we lose what we want to say, we get a little triggered, we end up getting upset. So if we write a letter and get our thoughts down on paper and have time to edit it and reflect on it, sometimes that can make the conversation a bit easier and often more loving and less reactive. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. As always, I welcome your feedback. I love comments when you go and comment on christinehasser.com slash podcast. A special thank you to Andrew and all the great men who've been calling into the show. And much love and many blessings to all of you. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.